0: ADR podcast for Tuesday, August twelfth, two thousand fourteen, episode number sixty four. Thank you so much for tuning back in. I'm Brian Hamilton, and uh, I'm going off of uh, yesterday's episode and yesterday's uh, tragic announcement of Robin Williams's uh, apparent suicide. Uh, I haven't seen any news about whether or not that's confirmed today, but uh, that seems to be the uh, that seems to be the uh, rumor that's going around the internet. Um, going off of his uh, death and really tragic uh, circumstances around it. i been going to be watching Robin Williams movies all week. And today is a movie I have not seen before. Uh, I've seen a lot of his other movies that um, really kind of resonated with me throughout childhood. But one movie that everyone said I should see is Hook. And this is something that, uh, you know, it's a movie from 91. Uh, from 1991, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring... Um, Starring Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman, and the thing is this is a movie that lots of people have grown up on, so watching this now, I could really you know I could see how people really latched onto this movie as a kid because you know it 's peter pan it 's about uh you know kids not wanting to grow up and uh, I-, I loved it uh, this isn 't a very good movie, but it 's also one of the greatest movies ever made uh, I- I... so uh, this movie takes place in i guess one thousand nine hundred and ninety one because you know you have the Incredibly, uh, you know, 90s big black cell phone that can only make calls. And uh, it was that weird time where cell phones kind of had some purpose, but not very much. Anyway, uh, so it's 1991. Uh, there's a guy named Peter Banning who, uh, you know, he has a wife and kids. He's a very successful lawyer. He's not really present in his family's uh, lives very much because he's always at work doing stuff. Um, uh, his daughter is in a production of Peter Pan, so she has Peter Pan on the brain, and uh, they're going to London for, I guess, Christmas. Oh no, they're going to London to um, to dedicate a new wing of the hospital to uh, Peter's grandmother-in-law, who is Wendy, and her name is actually, uh, you know, the Wendy from Peter Pan's name, a uh, Wendy Darling, and. Uh, It's revealed when, uh, you know, the kids are abducted by some strange thing that left scratching marks all around the house and left a note signed uh, James Hook. It's revealed that uh, this Peter that we've been following this movie is actually, you know, the Peter Pan and just doesn't remember it. He's grown up. He's uh, lived a different life. And he has to go back to Neverland to save his kids. Now, in this whole, not really genre, but the way that some movies have been, you know, taking well-known fairy tales or, you know, folk stories and kind of turning them on its head, I guess Shrek is kind of the best example uh, from this kind of, uh, you know, genre, quote-unquote genre. But in terms of, you know, taking this really, really classic uh, story and turning it on its head, I'd say Hook is one of the best up there simply because it really focuses on the themes of the original and turns those on its head as well uh here we have an older peter pan going back to neverland and trying to deal with the fact that he's grown up and trying to deal with the fact that his kids are there but to defeat captain hook he has to rally up the lost boys he has to um Get back in touch with his inner child and defeat Hook that way as a kid. There's no way that as this uh, you know stuffy lawyer adult he can uh, he can really defeat Captain Hook. So you know there's this ridiculous training montage where the Lost Boys say, "Oh, we need to help you save your kids," and uh, uh, they go on this uh, weird training montage where they uh, you know make him do jumping jacks and run and do all those really silly things in terms of. This movie is so incredibly silly. There are moments where I watch it and thought, oh my god, I can't believe I'm watching this. I felt a little bit embarrassed watching it just because, you know, there's these big gaudy sets and incredibly theatrical, silly dialogue that gets the point across really efficiently. Even though the movie's really, really long, it's it's over two hours, but they still, you know, manage to move the plot along fairly well. Um, There's... So many points in this movie where it feels like the sets are, you know... This not sets, but like the uh, kinds of design that you see at a really, really, really gaudy amusement park i 'm thinking you know universal, where uh you know they have mood lighting everywhere, and these really big plastic ships and uh, buildings for things that if you look at them just the right way, they look great and uh, real, but then you uh you know keep walking and you see it 's all made of plastic and like it 's all animatronic. I felt like this movie had that same kind of gaudy aesthetic, um, but it 's perfect you know, relating it back to an amusement park. I've always associated amusement parks with, um, you know, hanging out with my family and going around and, you know, just having a good time. There's no reason to criticize the, uh, the set design and the production design of an amusement park because you're there to have fun, damn it. And uh, that's how I felt about this movie. It was just fun, pure, you know, silliness. And watching this now as a uh, 20-year-old, Watching this now as a twenty year old for the first time, uh watching it with my friend who had seen it a lot when she was a little kid, you know it was amazing you know, seeing this movie from a different perspective in that i didn't grow up with this movie, but I could still you know relate to it on a very primal childhood level because you know Peter Pan is one of these stories that is so like ingrained in so many kids because it's all about you know the original is about um the dangers of, uh, you know, not growing up. And it's weird, you know, when Disney came in and did their version, it, you know, really celebrates kids growing up. Uh, full disclosure, I haven't seen, uh, the Disney version in a long time, but from what I remember, it's very uplifting about childhood. You know, they really play up the fact that it's okay to want to be, uh, in Neverland forever. But the original, um, the original, jm Barry's story is all about no uh this is what happens if you do uh stay in neverland forever never grow up things get bad um apparently it's a lot darker in the original there's lots of murder and uh, lots of really really bad things and really scary things that happen but the overall moral of the story is you need you know your parents you need this kind of structure in your life the lost boys don't have they're supposed to be a negative example whereas in um in the Disney version and in Hook the lost boys are this ideal to strive for they're you know having fun they don't care but they're still getting by with things like their imagination and fun and remaining in touch with their uh childhood you know they are children they remain in touch with that and watching an older Robin Williams come back and say okay i need to get back in touch with my inner child there's a scene like the big turning point of the movie is when uh, peter learns how to get in touch with his imagination again uh, all the lost boys are like okay we're going to have a big feast and they all sit down and you're like yay feast and all the plates are taken out and the um, the domes are lifted and there's nothing underneath there but all the kids are still incredibly excited cuz they're like yay food and they start you know miming eating all this food and peter's like oh come on guys there's no food where's the real food i'm starving and as the scene goes on he learns to get in touch with his imagination and as soon as he does just like that there's a wonderful moment where the camera pans out and um the table is covered in real food and at this point the movie takes a really like wonderful wonderfully bizarre turn for the impossible uh the whimsical it's great you know this is i can imagine this being such a guilty pleasure movie just because you know you watch and you kind of get sucked up in the fact that this movie is celebrating childhood in a way that uh the original story doesn't but um i feel like hook blends both uh the original darker version and the light-hearted disney version in a really unique way um i'm gonna fire off the spoiler warning now thanks for tuning in and uh definitely watch hook especially this week uh robin williams's performance in this was incredible but from here on now i want to talk about the ending and um why i think the uh ending of this movie combines both the original and the disney-ified version of uh of peter pan so thanks for tuning in keep listening if you don't care about spoilers or have seen this movie so the way that this movie romanticizes childhood, the way that, you know, the big training montage ends up, um, you know, informing uh, Robin Williams' character in a very bizarre way. You know, going back to, you know, Robin Williams and his career, the way he acted as a kid uh, reminded me a lot of that movie Jack, which I thought was interesting. Uh, it was that movie is really bizarre in that, you know, he's acting like a little kid the entire time because he is actually like a 10-year-old trapped in a 40-year-old's body or something. But he acted very similarly in this because uh, once he gets in touch with his um, his memories, his childhood, uh, his previous adventures in Neverland, he starts acting like a kid. And there's only one scene of it because, uh, you know... I should bring up Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell is a wonderful character in this. You know, they take the whole manic pixie dream girl to a very, very, very literal level. Uh, Huge crush on her in this movie. But the thing is, she's there to kind of say, Peter, what happened? You're so different now. Like, no, I'm not. I'm a little kid again. There's only one scene where he's acting 100% like a kid. And it's Tinkerbell coming in and saying, no, listen, I'm in love with you. I need you to stay in touch with this newer side of you that's uh really taken you away from here but at the same time you need to save your kids and that's what's so interesting about this movie the fact that he comes back to neverland to save his kids that's such a you know oxymoron that's such a weird clash of motivations and emotions because you're supposed to go to neverland to never grow up but if you're there and you have kids, what are you supposed to? Do? So that's what I think the last act of the movie, the third act, does so well. It balances the um, the fact that he has to, you know, remain in touch with his childhood and yet still remain in touch with his adulthood as well. And in the beginning of the movie, he's so much more, you know, stringent and uh, intense about his job, his career. He doesn't have time for his family, and in that one scene with uh julia roberts as tinkerbell he is 100 percent kid because he just i forget what happens i think it was here that he found his happy thought and he's like yay i can fly again i can defeat captain hook and there's another big montage of him you know playing with the lost boys and uh are just having a good time like you do like as a kid so as he's fighting hook in the last act of the movie there's lots of moments where they take a break from the action and decide to focus on the relationship between the kids and peter and the third act of the movie this big 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 long battle sequence has a bunch of pacing problems a bunch of plot problems um again like i said this isn't a very good movie quote unquote but it's also a wonderful movie and you know you just Throw something on and you know, watch, and just let wash over you and have fun, and get back in touch with, eh, and get back in touch with your childhood. You know, so this movie, uh, this third act, it's really problematic in terms of how it's made, but the fact that they focus so much on the dichotomy between child Peter Pan and old Peter Banning is wonderful. Um, at the end of the movie, after he defeats Captain Hook. Uh, goes back to London uh, with his family. The way he wakes up the next morning reminds me so much of George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, hi, Merry Christmas, uh, Bedford Falls. Merry Christmas, old drugstore. Like he's so happy about everything, and he's such a you know he's fulfilled again. And I've always taken from, I've always taken away from. Uh, the Disney Peter Pan that, in order to lead a fulfilling life, you need to remain in touch with your childhood, yet still be, you know, a functional adult that can pay the bills. And I think that this movie does the best job of actually articulating that by bringing in, you know, an older Peter Pan to go back to Neverland, confront his childhood memories and demons, and then come back a changed man that will be much better for his family than um than the old stuck-up lawyer i mean he's still a lawyer i guess uh but you know he's gonna be a much better father at this point because he understands what it's like to be a kid he understands what it's like to want his parents again and i thought in that sense the movie succeeded uh beyond that you know this is just a fun movie um i listening to all these podcasts today about robin williams everyone's bashing hook I I liked it. Uh, Maybe I'm from that generation that can appreciate it. You know, this is 91. I was born a few years after. I'm young. Shh, don't tell anybody. And I liked this a lot because I was able to relate. And all the other podcasts I listened to where, you know, they kind of bashed Hook. Uh, There's a wonderful story about uh, Monty Ashley uh, being... uh, working at a theater where they um, are showing Hook on New Year's Eve. I'll put this in the show notes, but he has a reason for hating Hook. It's wonderful. Uh, it's towards the end of this little 13-minute incomparable episode. Anyway, uh, there's a moment in this movie where I said, okay, I, I, I get it. I'm supposed to take away from this that you should stay in touch with your uh, childhood roots, but still remain you know, a functional adult and still care about people that aren't you going to neverland is such a selfish thing to do you know you're there you want to be a kid forever you know that's why people go there they don't want to grow up they don't want to deal with the responsibility of being an adult but the moral of the original peter pan is that yeah you kind of have to otherwise everything falls apart you know in all three iterations of the original the disney and hook the kids are kind of selfish aren't they No, they're really kind of jerks, and they boss each other around. They're like, no, that's not the rules. That's not how you play this game, or that's not how we play house, or things like that. They're all really selfish, and they're all really selfish because they want to be, question mark? No, let me rephrase that. Ignorance is bliss, so they're kids. They want to remain kids forever, and for you know, the kids that decide to go to Neverland, or I don't know if they decide to go, they're just kind of lost and they wind up finding their way there. At least in this movie, uh, Peter Banning, um, the new Peter Pan, he goes and um, he decides to run away from his mother and then Tank finds him and brings him to Neverland as a little baby. But in terms of the kids that decide to go to Neverland, they want to remain, you know, little kids and not have to deal with the responsibility of the world there's a line in i think all three iterations or at least the original and this one uh it's death must be a great adventure dying must be an amazing adventure something along those lines but that's so indicative of the fact that these are kids live fast die young uh all they care about is the here and now and then you die that's morbid but that's what they are thinking and then at the end of this movie uh they'll last bits of uh, dialogue between Robin Williams and Maggie Smith, who plays an older version of Windy. Um, They say, oh, Peter, so your adventures are over. And he (laughs) looks off into the distance. It's corny, but it's important. Uh, He says, no, of course not. Uh, They're just beginning uh, to live. Life must be a great adventure. Calling back to that. So here he is. He's understanding what it means to be responsible for others especially for his kids you know they were the main reason he went back to neverland but here he is you know appreciating the great adventure that is life yet not just trudging through it like he was in the beginning as a you know stuck up lawyer to live life must be a great adventure to have a family have kids um you know that's what I've always taken from the Disney Peter Pan, and this movie did such a great job of striking that perfect balance uh, between the original dark version of Peter Pan and the very light Disneyified version. As I was saying all of that, I realized, I, I forgot for 20 minutes as I was recording this, that Robin Williams is dead, and now I'm remembering again. Uh, to live life must be a great adventure. Um, he moves past the death must be a great adventure because, you know, he grows up and he understands what it means to take responsibility for others. Robin Williams is dead, uh, still has not sank in. Uh, there was lots of other references to death in this movie. I was like, oh God, no, no, I, no, don't, don't actually say that, please. I'm really emotional right now. Um, yeah, so... (laughs) This was another emotional movie, um, especially because you know yesterday I watched Dead Poet Society, which is best watched when you're you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen impressionable high school kid because that's who it's about, who that's who it's for. But Hook is a lot of childhood people's movies. Uh, God, let me rephrase that. It's a lot of uh, people's you know favorite childhood movie, but. I'm watching it now for the first time as a 20-year-old and it's still resonating with me in a wonderful way. Um, I-, I loved Hook. I know a lot of people don't. It has its problems, but if you're willing to look past it, I think it's a blast. I think it's really fun, funny, if you look at it as almost kind of campy, but with a little bit more like heart to it than that, then I think you'll have a good time. Then again, I was enraptured for my first ever viewing This is a really long movie, so I feel like if this is a movie maybe you see once and then you never want to see it again, who knows? I'll watch it again at some point and see if I feel any different, but I thought it was a blast. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow with another Robin Williams movie. Um, I'm thinking either Flubber, maintaining the uh, childhood uh, theme of today, and uh, between Flubber and Good Morning Vietnam, which I also have not seen. So we'll see how that goes tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. And until tomorrow, think happy thoughts.